I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Hello and welcome to the Rotor Report Match Day podcast. I'm your host today, Tom, and I'm here with a beautiful aunt. How's it going, aunt? Very well, thank you very much. Yourself? I'm cold. I might, you know, I might get the feeling we tours back eventually, but we'll. Uh, We've we'll warmed up a bit in the lovely Hilton Garden in again. Yes, so. uh, we're in my usual joint, so <laughs> fingers crossed they don't start wanting to take rent off where our percentage of fees because then we're going to be absolutely fucked. Aye, <laughs> uh, right. So today's Bristol, Bristol Rovers. I can't profess to know much about them myself, to be honest. Uh, as is the case with most League One teams. And what's your knowledge like on them, bud? Well, I know how they were pretty much in the playoffs until the Saturday. Well, I think the manager left to go to Mansfield, and there was a big like hoo-ha about it. Uh, apparently, he said he wanted to be close to home, and then said something about that Bristol Rovers weren't giving them the right ambition and stuff, and they've dropped like a stone since they've got the new manager in. I think they won last week against Blackpool, which was the first win in 15, so no one knows. Uh, they'll probably hit form now. Aye, well, <laughs> That would be probably the most stunning thing of that. But then again, revitalised under Pop Niola, you know. <laughs> I think everyone's feeling cautiously optimistic again. Oh, I definitely. I mean, we're coming to a game now where you're expecting to win. I think I'm expecting uh, us to win, win comfortably today. Um, and then we've got Fleetwood and Coventry in the week coming, which are going to be two-hour games, so we need the three points yeah, today. Like. I was going to say, today's a bit of a... So what we've seen on the way, it's a bit of a distraction in comparison to the games that are coming up. As we were predicting, I was just like, you know what it is, I'll just take an easy one or two nil and just see the game Peter out second half because it just this game for me it just it doesn't seem like much is up. You just want to do what we did against Rochdale, really put a professional first half in, blow them out the water, and then uh, second half just sit back, make some subs and then uh, just take take what we can get really. Hundred percent. So obviously on the on the team news front, there's obviously the well documented injury to Bailey Wright, which is gonna rule him out for the rest of the season. Mm-hmm which means Wright's obviously nowhere near the squad. Um, in his place, we have Ali Mozturk. Take that one, Matthew. Wins a poll, <laughs> wins out the day. Um, <clears throat> not a fair contest, though, because obviously Lynch is injured still, so it'll be interesting to see what happens when he comes back. Mm-hmm. But apart from that, it's rinse and repeat. Apart from the one change on the bench, his new lad, Tommy Smith, drafted in to replace the gaping void left by Ali Mozturk. But... <laughs> So first of all, I'm going to say what do you think about the Oztake Lynch situation, and then secondly, what are your thoughts on the new signing? Well, I'm not saying this just because you're here, Tom, but I did agree with you. I prefer Oztake. He's a good lad. He's a good lad. I do like Oztake. I'll slip you that five, Ali. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry, Matthew, by the way, but yeah, I think 
he's a he's a like for like replacement, isn't he, for uh, Bailey Wright? Who it will be a blow to lose him for the rest of the season because he's done really really well. But Oz, Oz Tits, he, he's not put a foot wrong this season, has he really? So it's it's fine. Tommy Smith, who's coming in, crack and signer for me. I think as soon as he gets match fit, you, you're probably going to play him from the start. Like uh, you just look at the Ipswich fans um, on on the forums saying why why we not win for him. Well, yeah. He used to play for Ipswich, didn't he? I'm sure he scored past us as well. Uh, the it, ago. To be fair, scoring past us isn't you know no, it's, it's not, not a unique thing, is it? No, no. <laughs> No, it's not, but it is. It's a good signing for League One. I think that it's. Um, it, I think it kind of um, epitomises Parkinson's silence for Sunderland. They've all been relatively decent, haven't they? Like they've all been to fill positions where we need to fill. So yeah, it's a really good sign for me. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I would agree. I think the most alarming thing for me is on a personal level is bewilderingly Oztier coming in for for right mm. just seems sensible, and I think employing Tommy Smith. Guy, a lot of experience at this level, but he's you know he's well cultured, well to add, not over the hill. It's just a very sensible short term signing. And surprised no one else has done that. Yeah, it's quite surprising. But but sensible signings in Sunderland don't usually go together. But in this situation, they've moved quickly to resolve it. It's been a sensible signing, and I think overall it's been a bit of a, a a strangely positive trend for a side that. Not that long ago, you just didn't seem to know where the next signing was coming from and yeah. whether it was going to be the signing we actually needed. Aye, especially like during the week when we took that lad from Shields on trial and then the scarf picture came on, we're like, oh, it's just that lad from Shields. And then, oh, it's Tommy Smith, exit switch lad, well, like, say, well travelled, well cultured defender, available on a free. I'm surprised no one else has took him in our division now. And I think yeah. it's good, it's quite a good coup for us, to be fair. Oh, and he'll it? do a job when he comes in. It was a good spot from uh, Chief Scout Gav as well. Ah, like, well he done, Gav. Him, he put him in the notes, so well done, Gav. A little shout out there. But, um, he probably so, knew about him. Like, uh, he, probably, <laughs> uh, he probably had some kind of inside line on Gav. He's always in the know. Um, so, I mean, that that's really it. There's nothing strange or startling going on in the world of Sunderland nah. the past past week or so. It's just been steady away, hasn't it's it? It's too predictable, isn't it? It's, it's, it's a bit wrong. <laughs> you know, we're not making wholesale changes yeah. or anything. You know, I'd still relatively the same side bar as to coming in. For me, I'd still give Lafferty a go ahead of White, yeah. but it's, it's basically, it's, it's what Graham put today on the, on the team news this morning. White's his number one, it's Parkinson's number one choice, so we can't argue well, with him. Well, that's it. I suppose Parkinson is always going to have the argument as well is you don't fix something that's not broken Aye. and at the end of the day I think he's got enough credit in the bank now where if Wikes is number one he's his number one yeah. and if we want Lafferty to start that's fair enough we can scream it from the rooftops but we're just screaming into the void really aren't I think we? Wyke needs a performance this week so last week I thought we played very well um, but he was poor but he was the only one I thought was you know, had, a, had a bad game him and, him and Gooch but you know, Gooch has had six weeks of brilliance so um, you can let him off for one, but White's been hit and miss. So I think it is a big game for him. Yeah, yeah. I, I see him score early on just uh, Yeah, well, I, I see regularly, like, White when he scored is a different player from mm-hmm. White when he hasn't. Yeah, he, becomes, he becomes a lot more stronger, a lot quicker and a lot more aggressive once yeah. he's got that confidence. And I think, I wouldn't say the same for Gucci. I just think Gucci is one of those, he's, at, at the moment, he's still a young League One player. Yeah. And at the end of the day, you're in League One because you're not producing that level of performance which he has done the past month week in, week out Definitely. so people just I think people need to be just acutely aware that players like Gooch you know maybe even to an extent Power and others is while they are playing well ultimately it's not going to last forever but we've just got to be conscious, conscious sorry, that when the do drop that we don't get on the back because they will come back and they will 
you know, they'll hit those heights again. It's just, yeah. I think it's a fundamental flaw of League One players, really, isn't it? They are exactly. by definition. But you look at Milton Keynes Dons with Gooch, and Gooch was terrible all game and then pulled off that worldie. So that's epitomising in the Gooch, really. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's taken on the um, the McGeady role in a sense yeah. there, I think. As McGeady had the ability to be dross for an hour and have one moment of brilliance and it would overshadow everything he's done there. Yeah. That's not it's not a criticism. I think he needs that kind of mercurial nature from your wingers because Maguire gives you it as well, doesn't he? Exactly. Right. Yeah. I mean, Maguire's what, 30 on, so has your bad game in them. So, oh. it's, like, say it's League One. That's they're it. not going to be world beaters. No, they're not. So, I, th- I suppose it's a bit of a, a subdued pre-match, you know, pre-match thing. This, <laughs> There's not really that much to talk about, to be honest. We're just trying to flog a dead horse here. For all the two listeners that's still uh, yeah. tuning in, <laughs> we do apologise. So, we literally don't have that much to talk yeah, about. Yeah, I know. When we're, it turns out when we've got nothing to complain about, we've got absolutely zero <laughs> content. Um, so I suppose it's just the final question before we sign off. Paint your colours to the mast. Score. Score I, raise. What do you fancy? I'm going to say 2-0. Um, I, I think Bristol Rovers will be... Dangerous. We've got the nullified Park Harris. He's a good player. I'd have signed him in January, to be honest. I would have gone in for him. But I just don't, can't see us conceding. So, like, and I think we'll just pick them off. I think we'll score two in the first half. I'm going to say Lyndon Gooch and Max Power. Why not? Oh, I like this. I like it. Stick your money on that, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> and is, he's like a betting guru. <laughs> so we'll catch you at the end of the game. Hopefully, another win for Parties Wizards. We may say angry man back, we may not, who knows? So we'll just leave you and enjoy the rest of the afternoon. Hi, see you soon. So, welcome back. I'm joined by Ant again. Hello, Ant. Hello, Tom. And I'm joined by Sam, who's worse for wear. Hello, Sam. Hello. Hello. Right, so Sullen ran out, 3-0 winners. Awful first half, really. I think that's the nicest thing we can say. Referee, probably one of the worst refs. I've seen that the stadium alive for a long time. And I know it seems like we say that every week, but it really was just fucking awful. Um, second half, improved a bit. Stupid red card from Bristol really steered the game in one direction from then on in. I think it was Gooch, Charlie White rounding the keeper like a young Ronaldinho, and uh, I know Nyan finishing off with a spawny goal. So, and first off, what did you think of that today, mate? Ah, yeah, not, not the greatest. I think they, they came to it for a draw they did not want to score at all did they like, they never had a shot and target all game uh, I thought we got him behind quite well but like the final ball was just lacking you know like, uh, Denver Hume a couple of times he was still knocked it across nobody there to finish it um, other than that we were huffing and puffing needed something to happen it didn't happen in the first half luckily enough it did in the second right. so Sam big turning point in the game was the red card for Bristol I don't know who got sent off the goal goal was it a goal? It was a goal goal. It was, well, there you go. It was a goal goal. It was a goal goal. Yeah, I was going to say it. A goal goal went. Um, so what do you make of the red card incident? I mean, it was pretty pretty straightforward for the ref, but a great bit of shit house from Makaya, wasn't it? Yeah, it's, it's what he does best. He's obviously got in his head. And I, I think the red card helped, but I still think we would have won the game. It was all just about getting the first goal. And the first goal was a great goal. Even though I'm gonna, um, I don't think White meant the pass. I think you meant it for Dobson, but we'll allow it. Aye. And then I think after that it was just about because as soon as they got the red card, there was no one even in our half for them. So it was just about getting the first goal and the three points. So. No, I think. And, and can you agree with us? Oh, definitely. I mean, like, I mean, Maguire's just seen him coming. I think Maguire's just literally looked across him, 
So the lad, like, nudged him out of the way and then the lads just kicked out. I mean, it was right in front of where I sit as well. We're just like, what on earth are you doing? And like I'd said in our little uh, group while we were uh, watching the match, it's probably the silliest red card I've ever seen in my life. It was stupid. I mean, you see it in, in League One as well all the time, like little niggles and little kickouts and that. And the goal missed every week, but it was just so obvious. Like, he, he backlifted it. Like, he was going to hoof Maguire about 50 yards. Like, there was another one on Gooch as well, about five minutes after. Aye, was aye, aye, push in the face, yeah, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, we've just been talking off air there about how important that win is in terms of the league. There's a few teams who've kind of dropped points. I know Rotherham got a last-minute winner. Going into Tuesday, Sam, what, what do you think the plan of attack's got to be on Tuesday? It's a massive game Tuesday. I mean, they're on great form as well. I right. mean, they've just played Portsmouth and Joey Barton will be well up for the game, mind. So. Right, he's, on the, he's not on the touchline, though, is he? I, thought, I knew there were questions about it, but even if it's the worst game ever, it's all about the three points because I think, I think overall Fleetwood would be happy with a point up here, but the way they're going, it's, it's the toughest game we've had since probably Portsmouth, really. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that makes... He's had seven clean sheets in the last eight games yeah. at home. And I think we've only dropped two points at home in the new year. So I think anyone who's coming to the stadium right now, really, you've just got to be looking to take a point. Yeah. Um, I suppose as well, getting back onto the onto the terms of the game, contentious point where we were sitting, Wyke's performance today. I know he got a goal, I know he's rounded the keeper, but what were your, what were your general opinions of the performance? Uh, I, I, just, I really just... I fear for him long term. It's like he's just he, for a tall lad, he can't head of the ball at all. You know, you expect a couple of times in the first half where they were like trying to like clear it, and Wake's just not even making himself a nuisance at all. And he's yeah, I just I can't I can't like I know he scored. He was I was expecting to fall out when he ran oh, out the key, weren't you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he scored. He did really well, but he was never gonna miss that. And he's it's, I agree with Sam as well for the first. For the first goal, I thought he was passing it to Dobson. Like. I, it, it was, I, it was definitely like that Altidore-esque touch for the for the Barini goal in the derby, wasn't it? I am um, a really nice thing to do though, as well. And I think as long over Jill, we've obviously had episodes where we've been really critical of Phil Parkinson. Me and Sam have been on the same episodes multiple times, saying, "Look, he needs to go." Um, but the day of the South Stand really, really got behind Phil Parkinson and he's definitely someone who's grown into the role. How how nice was it on a personal level, first of all, to be wrong and yeah, second, yeah. just to see the reaction Phil's now getting? Well, I think the main thing is he's earned it as well. It's Aye. not just off the bat of a good result. He's he's powered through and he's got his head down. He's he's worked behind the scenes and all sorts and he's he, he's got the players fit and he, he's had an ideology in his head. And he... he credit to him I mean we, we can sit on podcasts and say this and that but there's nothing we would like more than to be proven wrong and when we were all calling Parkinson out we were all saying and thinking hands up I hope he does well and proves us wrong because there's nothing more than you want to just suddenly to get promoted so fair play to him and I think it's right that we've got behind him but he's definitely earned it as well oh certainly like it's like I say I always come back to say we do a thought this on Boxing Day where we're shouting for Kevin Phillips you know, it's barely two months later and we shout Phil Parkinson gives a wave and all that. I mean, it's it's honestly such fair fair play to him because he's not really changed anything, has he really? He's still kept on with the same formation, still kept on with predominantly the same players and now it's just bearing results now. Um, I mean, what he, what he has done superbly is sorted that defence out and we just do not look like we're going to concede a goal, do we? Even the day Oster comes in for Bailey Wright, you, you, you didn't think, you, you wouldn't have thought Bailey Wright wasn't playing. 
Uh, Austin just did exactly the same as what Bailey Wright did, just broke, broke the game down. Uh, Jordan Willis again, I thought was outstanding. He's the best defender in the league by a country mile. And it's it's just bearing fruit now, because now we've got our attacking players back, our attacking players firing again. We, we know we're going to score, and we're now we're not really going to concede. It's going to take something special for us to concede, or or some adapt, oh, you know what I mean? And the daft stuff isn't happening anymore. It's such a fair, fair play to my Totally agree. And little shout out there for Sam's mum. Sam's come here to do the podcast. And the little demon stood at the bar for him and she brought him a nice cold pint. She was asking Isn't that absolutely lovely? Oh, and she was oh, like, well, why didn't you say yes? I'm, you, Dossa. No, we're too polite to accept a free pint here. We will not be braved at Roker Report. But if you are listening and you want to brave, we'll just speak to Gav Henderson. Back to the point, yeah, I, I both echo your sentiments on Parkinson. I mean, there's a lot of people, especially at the moment, you see them on Twitter, on Facebook, go, oh, look, he's got egg on your face, so you eating humble pie and this, that and the other. And I think, you know, fair play, but when, when you're making new content every week, you've got to, you, all you can react off is what you're saying. And at the time, what we, what we were saying was flat out not good enough. I know. It, 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 it just wasn't. It was, it was relevant no. to what we were saying on the pitch at the time. It was well, a combination of five or six weeks of yeah. crap, to be honest. Yeah, well, it, that as well, we're like all summon supporters here. And, you know, the amount, the amount on, that we get on Twitter, and everyone we support Sunderland. We don't want our managers to fail. Exactly. You know, we want we want the team to succeed. We want to get promoted. And you know, when we were drawing nil nil at home to the bottom of the team, Bolton, barely getting a shot on target against them, that is not good enough for a Sunderland yeah, yeah. for a Sunderland yeah. club. No, it so, wasn't. It, it wasn't. Was it, I and mean, now, and now, we, now he's starting yeah. to to win games. He's won us over. You know, and we're all happy again. But. If, if, he, if he goes and loses the next four games, we're obviously going to criticise him, aren't we? Did, did you see his reaction after the goal as well? Yeah, he was I did. Uh, yeah, yeah. He, he, he was like trying to, do you know what like uh, the athletic board manager was doing during the week, getting the crowd up. Mm-hmm. And yeah. It's the first bit of passion, well, not the first bit, but an outburst from Parkinson that I've seen and yeah, in yeah. all that he's been in, to be honest. It looked like it looked like he knew we needed that first goal, and when we got it, he just let loose. And I'm, yeah. It's great to see that, Mike. Managers that do that are going to connect with our fans yeah, every time. Def- definitely, is what we are screaming out for. But I think, like, for for me as well, with Parkinson, like you said before, he earned it. And and when people were were lacing in and giving the two pence worth and that at the time, it you know football's an emotional game and you're getting an emotional response from it. Like it, it's just natural, you know, because all all we want is for the team to just succeed, basically. So, I think. You know, again, personally speaking, I think a lot of credit's got to go to Parkinson. He's had his back up against the wall. He's backed himself and he's come out the other side. So I think all the plaudits Parkinson gets right now, he's absolutely worth it. And again, you're looking at the home form, you're looking at the runway putting on, and it's absolutely fantastic. You know, and I think a lot of people come Boxing Day were like, oh, not another match in a couple of days' time. And now everybody's looking forward to getting back out there. But, you know... You're seeing games prop up on a Tuesday and you've gone from dreading having to, to leave freezing cold at half seven and that, not getting back into later now. Just can't wait. Like, how how big a turnaround has it been? Oh, it's, it, you just weren't expecting it, were you? Like, it, it, it's probably been the, probably the biggest turnaround in our most recent history, really, from a manager being, like, literally dead and buried. And now, literally eight weeks later, we're singing his name. You would never have thought saw that coming at all. And you know, it takes someone 
with a lot of sort of self-confidence in themselves to bring that around and confidence in his ability and in, 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 in like his methods in, in working. So, you know, like I say, fair play to him. And we're all on his side now. So, yeah. you know, kind of finish the job now. Yeah, I, I, I suppose that's the main question. Um, but a little side note as well is me and Sam were on the podcast with Simon O'Rourke not long ago. And I don't know if you'll remember, but when, when we walked out, Simon O'Rourke, I think it was just after the Boxing Day defeat and he went in on Parkinson and he says look anyone going in on Parkinson totally fair to do so but when he walked out he said something that rang true with me and especially now and he says if Phil Parkinson comes back from this I've never seen a Sunderland manager in all my time come back from this so I mean if he does get the job done I mean really we're looking at I'm not going to say one of the best managers we've ever had, but we're looking at certainly one of the most dramatic turnarounds we've ever seen, would you agree? I think it would make him one of the biggest characters we've had because usually, speaking from experience, once the crowd turns and you hear chants of sacked in the morning, I can't think of any managers off the top of my head that have recovered from that. And I think Bolton, for me, felt like his last game, you know, when you just yeah. get that feeling. A bit like I was at Lincoln away, Jack Ross's last game. But... I'd echo on what Anne said really I don't think even the most optimistic of fans could have saw this coming so you've just got to again give them praise and it, it's not like we said earlier it's not like we've just won a random game 3-0 he's, he's earned this we've got we've won four in a row now four clean sheets and then even up before Portsmouth keeping clean sheets and he's he's turned everything around so to speak so we've just got to continue with it but he has earned the right to be our manager at this time definitely I think another thing as well is what he needs credit for is he's identified using power very well. I always felt power wasn't used properly under Jack Ross. I always felt he was too deep. There wasn't enough play actually went through him. And, you know, he's come in, he's give power the captain's armband. And now when, when we're playing our best football, power's always the first man to get his head on the ball and pick his head up. Do you think, that, do you think players like power, um, I suppose Dobson recently, uh, you know, Gucci Maguire kind of grown into his tenure as well as helped him out a bit there? Certainly uh, certainly with power, um, giving him the captain's arm, man, I think it's really riled him. Like, I think he's he's got this sort of second wind in his career. Like, coming towards the end of last season, this season, he was still the red card, I still think was on his mind. He's getting into tackles now. Um, like I said with Dobson, I thought Dobson was superb today. He was absolutely magnificent. It was the best game in red and white top. We just look at the confidence in, in, in a lot of them. We look at their local nine now, doing these little tricks that we never knew he could do. He's got a character in himself. I think we mentioned this last week, didn't we? He's got like a bit of character in himself now. They, all all the players seem to be playing with this belief that like kind of this um, little bit of arrogance as well. Like, oh, we're something. What are you going to do? You know what I mean? And, and that's lovely to see. That's what we should have been doing last season when we had the better players like Clattermall and McGeady. We should have been doing that when our shoulders puffed out, you know, like come at us we'll go and beat the 3-0 didn't worry about it you know what I mean and like I said that's just sentiments too Parkinson too he's backroom staff the coach that he's brought in obviously Nick Allenby with the fitness we've got to say that's Parkinson's best sign oh fire even that today like in the 90th minute we're still trying to score the game's finished and we're still trying to score we're still running after every limb's fall just a dip like say the difference in, in what two months you just kind of top it like the thing is as well when you build that positive culture which he has done and you've you know you say it across teams in you know in all of world football 
once you've got that positive culture going, you've got that desire to win and that team unity, is nobody seems to get tired, nobody seems to get injured, everybody just seems to keep on driving on and driving on. And you do feel sorry for the lads on the bench. I think, you know, well, I say a bit sorry, but, you know, I feel like maybe Semenyo has probably sat there thinking, shit, I'm not getting a run out here. Lafferty's joined. He kind of getting ahead of Wyke, and I'm just thinking, you know, there's there's three or four scoring again. He's another one. He's not a bad player, but when these lads are are so together and they're pushing on so well, I mean, it, apart from Wyke, who's a contentious issue, is there anyone you can realistically drop? No, not really. And I think echoing what Ant was saying there about the confidence and the little bit of arrogance, I think that's helped by Parkinson just putting so much faith in the players. I mean, you've starting to see him 11 for God knows how many weeks now even when it's Saturday, Tuesday Saturday, Tuesday and you're talking about people like Dobson when we've all said he needs a rest Parkinson still played him so I think that's where the confidence comes from and you, you can't really drop anyone really and even if even if we're talking on White can you really drop a number 9 after he scored a goal so well, that's, that's the thing isn't it it's it's huh? it's difficult yeah, to drop someone when he scores well, yeah. he's probably well, coming off and then he scored aye, well, Lafferty, so, would, Lafferty was ready to come on actually I and then as soon as he scored so just for one final point then obviously we're riding a little bit of a crest of a wave uh, there's one question mark over the performance before the day we touched on was Oztake coming in for Bailey Wright I know you mentioned there ran that you there was no discernible difference for you. For me, we're a little bit less cultured at the back, but again, I didn't see much of a difference. How did you make it, Sam? No, I think I think it suits us to be in the middle of a three where he can just defend, boot the ball. He can he can just do his job. Um, I see what you're saying. Maybe a bit less organised because we've saw Bailey Wright's got a bit of a voice at the back, yeah. but. No, I think Ozturk will slot back in nicely because he was unlucky to be dropped in the first place. So I think he'll just go back in naturally, to be honest. Yeah, did you hear that one, Matthew? Have a bit of that. <laughs> uh, well, like I said, it just, I just didn't notice a difference really. I thought he was maybe picked up a silly yellow, which as, as he does. Um, I mean, to, to be fair to him, it was, a, it was a poor attack he got done, but he took that yellow for the team, the team in fairness. Yeah. Like, it, it had yeah. to be done because Willis and O'Neill were miles out yeah, of position. But you look at like how comfortable it is, it was for him today, just to come in, not against Anna, like Bristol Rovers who had a bit of a bad form, but they've got Johnson Clark Harris, who's a top striker, he's one of the top scorers in the league, and he never got a sniff, did he? You know, and um, that's that's it's just sentiments to how like confident these players are to come in and do the job. Like you look at um, Lafferty, if Lafferty had come on today for Wyke, he would he would have probably done his job, yeah, you know, yeah, and yeah. it would just so like so confident in their abilities as well um, just to touch on the defence as well like I say with, with Willis I think Willis is the best defender in the league I think he's absolutely oh, magnificent fire, 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 and fire. in the last sort of six games how good's Tom Flanagan looking you know as I was just yeah. about to say that is Flanagan's been excellent and a little note a day I thought some of his passing and the balls through that were putting in Denver Hume were absolutely yeah, was fantastic one in the first half wasn't it when Hume got in a few times in the first half but there was one in particular where Flanagan just he was allowed to come forward and he waited and waited and it, it looked like he waited too long but he played an inch perfect ball to Hume running around the back of two or three defenders and I think we need to start tying a couple of these down now yes. like the likes of Flanagan McLaughlin you know who's kept like you know he's eight clean sheet and yeah. nine or whatever it is it's like we need to start like yeah. tying these down like McLaughlin for the first goal 
Uh, given like given that like two months ago, like in the FA Cup um, third round against first round, sorry, against Sitting when he let that go through his legs, he looked so slow and laboured. Yeah. He gets the ball to Jay, throwing it quickly out, and we score four passes later. Yeah. We need to start tying some yeah. of these downs, otherwise we're just going to get the heads down, aren't we? Yeah, I suppose the only danger is if you don't give them contracts now and you tie them down on decent money and so on and so forth. May take a little bit of wind out of the sails because I do get the feeling, especially since January's passed, you look at players like specifically Maguire. Now, I'm not suggesting he's doing it, but his performances since January are passed have been absolutely excellent. So that's definitely someone there who's playing for a contract in the twilight of his career because outside of Sunderland, I don't think he's going to find himself as big a club or somewhere where he's got the status he has. So, but I mean, we could go on all day about both the contract situations and how well certain individuals are playing and slotting, slotting into the side. Like, it's just, it has been a total, total turnaround. Yeah. It's, it's been incredible, hasn't it? Massively, uh, it's, it's, like we said earlier, we couldn't, you, you couldn't have seen this coming on Boxing Day, could you? It's just nice to, it's just nice to see, like, Tom under Jack Ross saw like neg negative and rightfully so yeah. how positive you are now you know I what I mean I don't, like, I'm, I'm a changed man WhatsApp groups he's like there's nothing negative coming from Tom yeah. uh, Tom was the first nah no, <laughs> I haven't well. I haven't I'm sober <laughs> as a judge and I'm just I'm riding the crest of a wave baby the most uh, what was it you got called the uh, the, the biggest arsehole in the south stand the, the biggest so happy now. the biggest <laughs> in the south stand and there's a guy who stands there for 90 minutes who just chants get into them and fuck them up and apparently I'm more annoying than him so <laughs> that's I uh, so I uh, that's that's pretty damning now. but uh, like I say it's, it's just I mean again we can see it a thousand times but hats off to Parkman and he's actually made match days enjoyable again yeah. I will say as well hats off to the fans as well like since the turn since the boxing days once we've got a couple of results and everyone is now 100% behind the team. You're not getting any, like, sort of like, and now we've got boot, we were booed off a little bit at half time, that was for the ref. You know, in the second half, when we were trying to get that first goal, the South Stand was getting right behind, starting to sing the songs and stuff. It's just, it's just so much, like, positivity instead of just getting on the backs all the time. It is nice to hear, like, it is nice to see. Yeah, yeah, I think, I think everyone can echo that, and I think that's actually just a really nice place to leave it off. We've got a big game on Tuesday, which is... It's a must win, and I think if we win that, then Sunday becomes a mustn't lose. And then after that, I think it's going to be a good place to take stock and see how realistically whether Sullivan can go up or not. So I'm going to just tie us down one final question. Sam, promotion, whether it comes top, second, playoffs, yes or no? Yeah, yeah. I think so. Right. And colours of the mast, go well, for I it. I said yes three weeks ago, I didn't know we were on the pod when we had uh, Keeman on. So I've got, I am changing my mind. I think we'll go up as one of the top two. Go on then. We'll have three yeses from you and we'll sign off. We'll catch you all next week. Normally being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.